Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains. <laughs> that was that was brilliant. I don't know about you guys, but I thought that was an absolutely smashing game. So much so that uh, I completely forgot to set up my camera there just before I went live, and I was feverishly trying to find it because otherwise you would have only seen uh, a view of my ceiling um, there as I came on afterwards. Um, I don't have Paddy for this, but. How's everyone doing? Is it fair to say that everybody's happy? Let's look at a few comments uh, that we've gotten in there. It's, uh, yeah, happy days. Enjoyed the performance there from Broken394 as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love seeing it as well. Jacob Ramsey was by far and away my favorite player on the field today. Um, thought he did some really, really grown-up things. Um, stuff we didn't see from the Campbell last week. And it's going to be really interesting to see what way um, the the statistics uh, pan out for him. I know at halftime, he'd given away the ball three times, which was, which was the most of any Villa player, but he was trying to make things happen. He was tackling hard in midfield. His positioning was really good um, himself. And I, I know him seven, Douglas Louise, getting played through. And, and that is a fair comment to make. Um, in the first first 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. But I think they just bossed it after that. You know, Newcastle had nothing. They had no no answer for anything. And once, uh, even before Danny Ings scored the goal, I think Villa were much, much, much more in control of the game. Um, a three-man of the matches allowed, says Josh Norris. Mings was immense, yeah. Apart from the very first really, really strange situation where Callum Wilson, not even looking at the ball, just runs into Tyrone Mings, then continues his run on and botches that finish. 
that was really strange at the start of the game. But apart from that, he was really good. Marshall Sam Maxim really well. And um, there was one instance in the first half as well where he just pulled his jersey back for 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 no reason. But apart from that, he can't fought Mings. I thought he was really really good uh, today, and I thought the whole the whole. So back four, I thought were really good, and I thought they grew into the game, uh, save for the early initial um, couple of chances that Newcastle had. Ings is worldly. Let's talk about that. Guys, we don't see set pieces in Aston Villa land. We certainly don't. Um, two goals today were as a direct result from, from set pieces, and I'm not talking about the penalty being an actual set piece, but we got the penalty based off a set piece. Was it McGinn, I think, delivered in the ball, and then the ball was headed back across by Konza, and Tyro Mings is sta- was was positioning himself there between the penalty spot and the and, and the six-yard box, and wonder does Austin McPhee have anything to do with that? Not 100% sure, but that was where the penalty came from, and Wings, Ings worldly was was great because long throws are such a great they're such a great uh what am i trying to say here um thing to have within your team so why not use them especially in a day like today when you've got an uncertain goalkeeper like like uh woodman um and you have a um a wet day you know so dry off the ball get it in there the ball could slide off someone's head like it did to tyrone mings and then next thing danny Ings just finishes with an absolute banger uh of a of a goal absolutely brilliant and as you say jacob ramsey i think jacob ramsey will end up being man of the match thought it was such a composed uh, performance from him thought it was such a mature performance from from him um i can see as he gets older he i i, I wasn't sure where he would play or where he would develop as he got older but i'm almost 100 percent certain we're going to see him as a number six the more he goes through uh goes the more he bulks up the older he gets He's not afraid to throw his foot into tackles and he can bring the ball out of defense and and, and his passing needs to get a small bit better. That's that's for sure. But, um, wow, I was impressed with him today. Absolutely impressed with him today. Um, Luke Jones, John McGinn is a beast. He's, he, he just doesn't stop moving. And I think, as I said before about John McGinn is, I think that some people see that as a negative because what's he, what he, like in the Watford game, as I mentioned before, he spends a lot of time um trying to make up for other mistakes that people have made and he gets himself into that position just at the edge of the edge of the area or just at, just before the play breaks down before the goal or something along those lines so sometimes he's kind of like the last person on the scene before the goal the ball goes in and that's because of his work rate and his effort but i think today really suited him i think having having luis back there and once again luis didn't do a whole pile today but what he did was position correctly right on the edge of the center circle and was able to patrol that area and jacob ramsey did it as well um, really, really loved it. Um, d- 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 thank God we brought in Ings, says Junior as well. Looked like a decent, de- looks like a good decision. No, it looks like a better than good decision. You know, he's two goals from two. One of them are worldly, one from the spot. Um, you know, we've got two penalty takers at the club now, and Roy Gazi and, and Danny Ings. So, uh, you know, long may it continue that we start to get penalties and start to score them two games, two penalties. Hey, I take 38 penalties this year, and and uh, if we got a penalty in every game, that wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed with that. You know, we might as well uh, start bombing into midfield, bombing into the box, try and get those penalties. And I think obviously Leon Bailey was injured in training yesterday. It looks like he felt a, sl- a twinge in his hamstring. Don't know how long he's going to be out for, but uh, when we get this get the band back together. I think that we will um we'll definitely, definitely, definitely see the benefits of that. Um 
Josh, once again, when Dean got it wrong last week, he got right today. So excited for a fully fit team. That's exactly what I just said to my better half, who has absolutely zero interest in soccer, zero interest in Aston Villa, and just wanted me to leave the room so she so that she could basically uh, get down on the floor and start playing with the dog and a teddy bear and, uh, you know, making the dog bark because I was giving out to the two of them for, for I was giving out to the dog for barking during the match. So uh, I basically said exactly the same thing. I said Dean Smith got it right uh, in midfield today. The structure was very good. They had to do a lot of work to deal with the pack midfield that, uh, that Newcastle wanted to play and um, because Newcastle wanted to play near almost six people in midfield to bamboozle any kind of attacking threat. But Villa coped it really well today. They learned from West Ham last week. And as you say, I'm so excited to see a fully fit team as well. Um, Bar one, Ramsey and McGinn played brilliant together. I can't agree more. I thought they were really, really good today. And I thought Ramsey straddled the two positions, the six and the eight, when he was asked to do it. I thought it was really, really impressive as well. Um, <laughs> Peacocker scam artist for not live streaming. I'm not based in the US, but um, uh, I know what you're talking about <laughs> when you say that. Um, Rob Henry says the team worked so hard uh, for worked hard for that one and earned the win. And I think they needed to because they needed to prove to themselves that they were able to do it. And they also needed to prove it to 42,500 people that were in the stadium today. You know, that was absolutely great. The singing at the end, the Dino give us a wave, that we conquered all of Europe, the Villa boys from Aston, the, were the Villa boys making all the noise, the Super John McGinn's. They're worth, they're worth uh, time. You know, they're, they're, they're worth, um, you know, an extra 10 yards in a sprint or an extra, you know, an extra crunching tackle. You know, they get the team going and it's just so brilliant to see it. And I'm as jealous as all hell that I wasn't there because I'm giddy tonight. And, uh, you know, if this is a precursor to my weekend, I'll be the happiest man in Ireland if uh, if my other team this. Uh, I'm not going to turn this into a Limerick Hurling stream again tonight, today. But if uh, if Limerick were to win the Hurling match tomorrow and for all of you guys who don't watch Hurling, I think you should try and find a stream for it tomorrow because it's going to be a banger. But anyway, this is brilliant, and I'm glad that the Villa fans were able to sing the team to victory. It's good to have that. Good to have 40,000 eyes on that today, considering last week's disappointment. Onwards and upwards here, Brentford. Brentford went for a nil-all draw in, in Crystal Palace today, and, and, and by all means, they just went to play anti-football. So let's get up Brentford. Let's let's give them a good, uh, a, a good welcome to Villa Park next week as well. Um... Oh, 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 where am I going to? Uh, Rod Humble up the villa, up the villa indeed, Rod. Thank you so much. Um, where are we going to? Where are we going to here? I'm very impressed with Ramsey. Sorry, there, guys. This is brilliant. I'm seeing all the chats just popping in here. Um, very impressed with Ramsey. Coin uh, was immense. McGinn, he was immense. Um, I've got to say Ramsey was immense. Exactly. I agree with that. McGinn. I see it underneath. McGinn was immense. Oh, look who look who decided to show up. Paddy Kelly. I'm not going to ask you to come on, Paddy, because you're probably stuck inside in a tent and it's pissing the rain where I am. So it might be true. So what a goal from Ings is right. Um, for sure. Uh, no, Lee. No, no, no. No, ban this man. Ban him from the stream. Actually, no, don't. We'll give you another chance. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh, Sonny Teeling says, uh, great to have Dougie back. And I mentioned it already there. I think so, too. I think the stability of midfield, I'm going to be really interested to see when it's uploaded later on. Um, on the two sites I look at to see whether 
where our, our average positioning was to see if we go if we've gone back to that tight diamond in midfield or if we've got if we were a bit flatter. I I, I think it's going to be a tight diamond, but I think it was I think we actually played maybe two two number eights or two number sixes today, and I'm going to be really interested to see that. But Douglas Louise mightn't get on the ball an awful lot. Had a had a had a shot that kind of went a small bit wayward in the first half. He was in two minds whether to cross it or to stick it in the top corner, but uh, can't fault his effort today. Really, really can't. What did I think of Buendia? Um, I was messaging Paddy during the game. I thought he went in and out of the game, and I thought when the ball came to him, he did work with it. But uh, I, I, I thought himself in El Ghazi, specifically in the first half and for, the, for the, the the start to the second half, I just thought they were MIA a small little bit. I don't think that they, they got they got through an awful lot of work or as much work as I, as I would like them to do. Um, saying that, I think they were asked to stay high and stay wide. To try and uh, to try and, and and force the full backs into doing some defending, or else force the the back three to spread out a small bit more. So once again, it would be interesting. I'm 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 loath to go go in on him and say that I thought he had a poor game because I don't think he had a poor game. I just thought that he was he didn't affect the game as much as I I, I would have thought. But he, he got in the ball a couple of times in the first half. There was a flick from Kanza ball. I think it was Kanza or Mings ball came to him and uh, like far at the back um, just be, um, on the wing. He played a lovely ball into Douglas Louise. Actually, it was for that one that Douglas hit over, over the bar. So there is something there. I just wonder how he was played tactically and I'm going to be really interested to see that uh, when I look back at it as well. Um, the officials were rather nice. That's what it's like to be a Man United fan, I, I, I assume. Maybe in the second half they were. Um, I thought in the first half there was, it was a bit of a free-for-all. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, like say, like the penalty was, a v, it was, it was fortuitous. The two VAR decisions absolutely went in our favour. Like, I'm not sure the penalty was a stonewall penalty. I'm glad we got it. I, I, I think it's a 50-50 considering the distance between the two players. And the other penalty that, uh, that Emmy Martinez gave away, like I'd be fuming if I was a Villa fan and that was, and that was chalked off for that. I'd be absolutely fuming for that. And a couple of you guys actually mentioned who was it there at the very start mentioned, Daniel mentioned, how did Martinez get booked when the penalty wasn't even awarded? It was bizarre. It was, I, I don't know what the rule is. I haven't looked it up or anything, but the stream I was watching, they mentioned this because the foul was still committed. You still get the yellow card, regardless of whether the penalty was rescinded or not. It's, um, it seems a bit strange because the play should have been halted, but I suppose it just stops kind of if the referee blows their whistle, the play the play should have been halted. It stops a fella from going over and just punching someone, I suppose, and, and saying, Can't do anything, play was over. The passage of play was over, you can't do anything about it now. I, I don't know. I'm I'm waffling here. I've no I've no idea why it why why it wasn't why it doesn't be rescinded, but I could understand as well why it would why it would stand, if that makes sense. Um uh, where are we here as well? Connor, how are they all in Brazil? <laughs> great win, looked really solid, except for the crazy flying Argentinian, but a great three points. Exactly, exactly. And Callum says Ramsey was man of the match. Absolutely. Speaking my language there, Callum. Uh, Josh again says it was vintage Villa from the Dean era. Grind, still hoping Bailey Ali and a settled Buendia will help create in possession. Yeah, I, I think actually, to be honest with you, the only negative I have from today is the fact that we found out that Bailey was injured. 
Um, that's the only negative, and I'm hoping we get good news on that. Yes, we've got Brentford next, but it would be nice to have Bailey in training for those two weeks uh, the, uh, for the international break uh, that, that that's coming up. Is it two weeks? Maybe a week? I'm not 100% sure. But the international break, there is talks that we will have our new coach hired for that before that period and they will be in place before the Chelsea game after the international break but it would be nice to have a lot of our players ready and firing prior to the international break so that we can hit the ground running number one and number two um you know it'd be nice to nice to stay in the long grass for Chelsea they owe us one after us beating them um that at the end of last season but it'd be nice to kind of keep our our hoodoo over them as well so so um yeah the Bailey thing for me is probably the only negative I can find from today um Sonny asks, what's the difference from last week? The difference was our midfield midfield structure. The fact we didn't go flat in midfield. We went uh, we went with more kind of defensive midfield. And, and Jacob Ramsey, to be honest with you, Jacob Ramsey was a huge difference. He like didn't get a ton of ball. That's fine. And, and I could see why maybe he wasn't, well, that wasn't great. He plugged up passing lanes. He, did, he tackled. There was one tackle in the first half, and I, I can't wait to watch it back again. It looked like nothing, but he came from behind and just wrapped his leg around. And the way he tackled the ball actually just landed straight to him again. It was, it, it was, it was nice. I, I'd like to see more of it. And um, passing was a bit wayward at times, but very composed performance from him today, I think. Um, <laughs> incoming towel sponsorship to fund the new DM. Yeah, that's the most I've seen a towel at Villa Park now in a long, long time for Matty Cash's throws. Um, and this is a fair point as well. Comfortable, but very little creativity and show. Wouldn't like to have to chase it with that team today. Loads of ammo to come through, to come though. Thank God. That's a fair point, Sean. And I think the, I think the conditions probably played into that an awful lot. And also we didn't have an out ball of a long ball forward like we would if Watkins was there. So trying to play it through in midfield with like they pack six into the midfield. That's they play three at the back, six in in around that middle third. I know Sam Maxim plays a small bit forward, but he does come back to try and pick it up in midfield. So there are six, but there's lots of bodies in there. And the creativity can be difficult, I think, there. We were we did have to rely on a lot of crosses in from from either side. And, and I don't think that suits us. Um but you know, wins a wins a win, and we got our two goals. And as I said, um, as I said in the, the tantrum, we were looking for uh we were looking for a I, I would have been okay with an agricultural performance and for one nil win. We got the agricultural performance, but we got a two one two nil win as well, because I thought we tackled well and we defended pretty well uh, as the game wore on, which is good. Um this is excellent. I'm a Canadian. Just became a Villa fan of just became a fan of Aston Villa a week ago. Pretty good game for my first time watching. You've to stay a fan, Ryan. If you just became it a week ago, I hope it was maybe on Sunday after the Watford game, then we need you around because you're a good luck charm, buddy. You're a good luck charm. But welcome to the Villa family. And thanks a million for dropping in because, uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know how you found us, but that's cool. That's really nice. And and there's a massive Villa fraternity in Canada. If you're in Toronto, if you're actually, I'm, going, I'm not even going to name all, all the places where they are. But uh, if you go on the Villa website, you can see where all the fan groups are. And also you've got Pete, the Canadian Villa fan on the Holy Trinity podcast. He's Canadian. He's based in British Columbia. I hope he's not watching because I may have that one wrong. Um but I think he's based there. So uh, there's quite a big fraternity of Villa fans in Canada. Great to see you. Um, VAR and referees still awful. We'll wait for that, Paddy. We'll wait for you to come back onto the pod on, on Monday and we'll give you a full two and a half hours um, to talk about the ref if you wish. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. What else have we here? Danny Bings, take a bow. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
Bundia was impressive today, linking up pain pressing. I, I, I don't know. I just say I, I, I could be wrong on it. I, I found it found it hard to pick him out there. But look, as I say, I don't think he was bad. Um, I don't think he was bad at all. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to look back on it again just to see because uh, I was uh, I very much will say that I was very much watching Ramsey and hoping my fingers and toes crossed that he would have a good game, and he really, really did. Um. Uh, where was Bailey? Joe, we mentioned there he, he had a he picked up a slight uh, hamstring strain in training yesterday, um, after the press conference, so that's why he wasn't there at all. Uh, match of the day is correct. Going to enjoy match of the day. Well, we'll probably still be last on match of the day. Actually, I'd be surprised if Crystal Palace and Brentford wasn't last, um, judging on the way the games went today. But uh, you never know, they like to put us on last on match of the day anyway. That's one of the perks of being back in the Premier League. And um, I suppose being the play last, which is my view, is is uh, terrible disrespect to the great club of Aston Villa. Um, <laughs> There's more people saying they hope Cork will win. I'm telling you, this is don't be putting me in bad form. <laughs> don't be putting me in bad form. Um, like, sorry, there, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm losing the chats. They're all there's so many of them coming in. It's absolutely excellent, guys. If you like, if you like this stream, I'd love if you could give us a, um, you know, a thumbs up on the stream. You know, subscribe to the stream to, to us on YouTube if you like. Give us a follow on on Twitter, whatever. Cost you nothing, but like, I just love having a crack with all with all Villa fans after games, before games, during games, whatever. You know, it's all part of the part of the process of being a Villa fan abroad, and we can all have our little love ins together while all. The fortunate people get to go to the stadium, um, but we will be there uh, at some stage. Um, Paul, you did mention you mentioned the three 0 prediction. Midfield was immense. Yeah, it was two 0 It could have been three 0 if Elgazi's Elgazi whipped in across there at the end, and uh, I thought it might actually make its way all the way into the net, but unfortunately, it didn't. Um, clean sheet as well, guys. Yeah, Rod says clean sheet as well is huge. It absolutely is because. It, the, our defense, our defense is, is built on confidence, I think, and, and to keep a clean sheet is, is, is for me is very, very important. Very important too. Um, Shane, great call as well. Young adds great, great leadership at the back and in attack as well. He knows when to slow it down and when not just to cross it in for the sake of it. It was a very good example of that in the second half when he stood up. Uh, Murphy, I think it was. Um, he stood him up, and, and Young Young was just literally waited, and he could have took him on and bombed onto the box. We were two 0 up at this stage. He just waited. He kind of jinked left, jinked right, and then he came inside. I think he might have given it inside down where Algazi um afterwards, but he kind of held it up in that position and allowed. I know he allowed Newcastle to come back, but also we were two 0 up. He allowed us to get set in, a, in an attacking formation as well within the box whereas if you just crossed it in it was three against one in in, in disadvantage in a disadvantage to ings so like you know leadership for him i think definitely goes both ways um yes paul why didn't anyone tell us the paddy paddy cash of the ball patch i don't think he did though i don't think he did i think he had i'm, I'm not far off him myself as so you can't really see it there but i'm developing a bit of a sunroof somewhere on the back but uh matty cash uh the rain did it was it was the way he had his Hairband today in the rain, I suppose, like that. It, it just it just pulled all his hair forward. But I won't have any slander about Maddie Cash's ball patch. Um, uh, here's a good one as well from Canada. I'm interested to see Ketu and Sebi at the defensive midfield. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think we'll see him there full time. I think I think more or less he probably came in more in the back three um, to, to kind of kill off the game. But I, I didn't 
pay much attention to really where he was. I was just delighted to see him get game time. Although, albeit at the behest of my beloved Courtney House, um, I'm okay as long as we're winning. You know, I'm okay as long as we're winning. But uh, that actually makes me think maybe he did come in and play more in a more defensive uh, midfield role because uh, you would think that Courtney House potentially would be the first one to come off the bench if they were to go to three at the back. But look, once again, I'm just delighted to see him get minutes. It's uh, both of them are very, very capable defenders and long may I continue to Aston Villa have a good stable of centre-halves like that. Um, da, 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 da. There's more in here about Matty Cash losing his hair. I don't know. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to tempt fate, as I say, because the follicle gods are not being kind to me recently. Um, <laughs> they're not being kind to me recently at all. Um, Jacob Ramsey was superb. That performance totally dictated our pace. Uh, I bloody loved him. I bloody love him. Yeah, I agree. Look, I'm, I'm. I'm purposely picking out Grant Ramsey comments at this stage because I think he deserves all the praise in the world for his game today. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Um, guys, I, I'm, so, I'm so blown away by all the comments. The comments are coming thick and fast, thick and fast. Sorry there, guys, if, I, if I'm missing out on anyone's comment. Um, but, but, but yeah, that's an interesting one there, Mike, as well. No card for simulation is, is bizarre. It's either a penalty or a simulation. What other option is there? I 100% agree as well, especially when VAR got involved. And you could see the you could see it in the screen. He wasn't within a foot of it. You know, like he came nowhere near tackling him. And he pulled out of it completely. And I think that was a bit of a, there was a bit of a cop-out. But I, I think David Coote was caught up in the cacophony of sound or the motion the moment or whatever for a lot of the for definitely the first 15 20 minutes of the first half i thought he lost control of the game completely to be honest with you and at that very moment it could have spilled over into into a full straight out punch out because like when young started roaring at the at, at murphy when he was on the ground you know that was um it it, it, it could have got ugly at that stage but um no all's well that ends well all's well that ends well indeed um Young, very savvy in defense. Young did well at the back. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> Please be careful with all toddlers when Danny Ying scores overhead overhead uh, goals, please. <laughs> CDG 5805, scared by toddler when that overhead filter went in. I'm in love with Danny Ings. We're all, I think, collectively in love with Danny Ings at the moment. Um, Charlie asks, do you think Ings keeps his place for us at Brentford? If, gets, if Target gets fit, I would start him. In the moment, I'm going to say Target has to take a spot on the bench and maybe comes back in after the international break. Because then he then will know he will be fit, and I think potentially Dean Smith will. Well, then he will be fitter um, after the international break, should I say? But I, I think Dean Smith might stick with Young. I think he might not not for the season, like, but just might stick with Young for the Brentford game. Like he doesn't like to change uh, a, a, a formula that works. I don't think he likes to change a formula that works. Uh, but it's an interesting battle. Look, it's better to have two good people there than have no good people there, you know. So, uh, fair play, you know, to to um, Dean Smith for bringing in competition in there to drive on Matty Target. And look, somebody said, I, I know Matty Target's um, off-season was, wasn't he in a boot for for like six or seven weeks as well? He had to have some operation in his leg or he had some injury in his leg, didn't he? And he was in a boot for a while and, you know, so he had a truncated uh, off-season. So, no, by no means are we throwing him out with bat water here. It's just a case of, you know, um, 
when you have the short possession as nine tenths of the law potentially. Um excellent no guys thank you so much for for coming on here to listen to me ramble and to give me some comments to talk about because uh it's um like as i say i would have been sitting down on the couch there and i would have just been shaking with excitement and no one to talk to um so this has been really good it's been really i was going to say cathartic but can it still be cathartic if you're um is, are there any language scholars out there? Can it still be cathartic if you're in a good mood? Or is cathartic, or, or is, is is the phrase cathartic only associated with negative feelings? Anybody knows that, DM me because I'd be interested in the in the uh, in the semantics of that word if that is the case. Um I like this one as well. Wilson was a grub today, top from Villa. Yeah. Uh, he still hasn't scored against Villa in like five games or six games, I think it is now. So uh, we still have that streak over him. And we still have that streak over them at Villa Park. They still haven't scored since 2013. And Aston Villa scored two goals in five ga- two goals in their last five games. And I think that's the first time they've ever done that. Just, just like just quite we, we came out in the, on the right hand so, right side of all those statistics that people mention during games that usually mean the complete opposite is going to happen. We came out on the right hand right side of those. We came out on the right side of the score line. We came out on the right side of Callum Wilson not scoring and the, and scoring more, two goals or more in I think it's it's five games for the first time ever in the Premier League. Uh, five consecutive five consecutive games for the first time in the Premier League. I think that is. Um <laughs> I'm going to try and answer this question just because. Why are chip bags different in Ireland than England? Um, because our chips are greasier and they need a stronger reinforced bag. That's what I'm going to go with. And in England, they use newspaper sometimes we don't really use that in ireland um because we don't like to we don't like the the print being on our chips sometimes but i would still murder a bag of chips and uh, our uh, chips and newspaper now so that's why i think open to correction cathartic is the relief of negative emotions excellent perfect this is this is fantastic this is like a general q a never mind that's the villa related um <laughs> Uh, excellent. Well, we might keep it so. So, um, love this after game podcast as as uh, it's more you and the fans rather than a discussion with one other person, even though that is good as well. Well, like this is just me being absolutely super giddy and excited because I'm going to hop into the car and going to see a load of my mates after this. Going to take an hour's journey, going to see a load of my mates and going to have a few pints as well. So, this is me just being giddy for the whole way this weekend is going so far. So, uh, <laughs> I'm over, I'm usually overly positive, but this is me kind of like this is this, this is what I imagine I'm kind of like if I was to drink four or five Red Bull, um, in a row and then just be let loose on society and um, i'd imagine i'd be like this if that was the case um excellent guys thank you so much for popping in i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna cut it at this because i know all of you guys probably want to go and celebrate or you've, you've spent a lot of time watching the game and um, we've coming up in a half an hour i was only going to pop on for 10 minutes but this has been really great i don't know how many more of these i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna be able to do but i'm gonna try and do as many of them as i can we'll get patty on as well you know we'll go down through your comments and see what see what you guys have to say as opposed to us doing all the talking like there's only so much we can react to 
from an emotional point of view after a game like that it's always great after a win i'll definitely be doing them after wins anyway after losses i might be a bit more coarse so we'll see about those but thanks so much guys for everything you do really love that you guys are enjoying what we're doing with the podcast recently we're going to be back with a tactics view some still shots maybe some views of how the midfield set up especially maybe look at how danny ings worked in the game they're just some of the things that kind of come to mind the spacing of the two center halves is something i'm going to be really interested in as well considering they're only playing against one up top so let's see how that goes um, and we will be back to chat to you guys on Monday ahead of the game then as well against Barrow on Tuesday thanks a million for everything you do um, really appreciate it and all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.